Hello, this is D.B. Richards from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, and this season is dedicated to Bill Palmarino. Rest in peace, my friend. Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet referee, Dave Keener. All-time classic. This is wrestling. Wow, that was a little bit long for that one. I didn't know you could hit that high. Dude, it's recorded now. What are you talking about? Still. Oh, gosh. I'll chew again. Yep. Um, yep. I'm back. Yeah, welcome back. About Me time. I had so much fun without you. Sorry. Yeah, I called him Dave the whole time. Yeah, it is funny. He looks nothing like me. No, he doesn't. No, he, no he's, not keen, he's not a keener. Nope. nope. Oh, who do we have on today? So on today's show, we have the sexy Saiyan, Eric Jaden. Hello, Eric. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. No problem. It's my pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we like to start everything. It's so weird because we have fans out there are non-wrestling fans. I mean, we're even expanding all the way to Texas now. That's crazy. Right. Wow. I know. So like the non-wrestling fans always want to know, where did you get your start at? What's the background? What's your training? And all right. So, you know, I was been, I've always been a wrestling fan since I was just say I could go up to like five years old. And then uh, watching, you know, all the greats, I mean, the greats were always Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheep, Big John Thun, all the big men back in the days, you know, in the w, when it was WWF. And then, you know, started getting to NWA and stuff. And then as I got older, I, was, I discovered independent promotions out there like USWA and stuff like that. And I found a school called the Doghouse Doghouse Wrestling, uh, LWF Doghouse Wrestling. And it was in Brooklyn, East Brooklyn. And that's where um, Homicide, Low Key, Low Life Louis Ramos, a bunch of stars came out. And I went over there and I signed up. Not knowing what I was getting myself into because the Doghouse was a strong style type of training. So I signed up and then, man, they beat the holy hell out of me in that training school over there. Um, For three months, it was just pure, just, you know, calisthenics. Like picking up like, you know, 45, 50 pound uh, barbells and just walking around the ring two, 300 times. Hindu squats. Uh, I mean, push-ups. You never, we never even got into the ring until like three months later. We were just allowed to look at it. That's it. We were never allowed to go in no matter what. And, so, and then that's three months, you know, I started training us. So I had, my head trainer was this guy, uh, Nathan, the coward, torture, and homicide. Uh, he was there and low-key too. He played a part in training me on there. And I trained there for, for a while until it closed. And then I bounced around a little bit from a couple of schools. The Doghouse version 2 popped up in Brooklyn. I trained a little bit and then I ended up training at the FTW Fight the World Wrestling Wrestling Academy. It was run by Brian Idol. And I trained there for a while and I thought that's where pretty much, you know, from there on I, I, was, I got my start. I started working in independent shows locally in New York and then I just started building a name for, you know, for myself and my partner. We were talking about uh, Simply Splendid Bobby C. He was actually my partner in the beginning and we wrestled around in the Bronx and Brooklyn until split up and I started just, you know, just going on my own and, you know, just building my name up pretty much regionally in the Northeast area and until COVID hit and unfortunately before COVID actually I ended up getting really sick. Uh, I had cancer. Uh, it was one of those, I had like a couple tumors in my body and then, you know, they ended up, you know, taking them out and testing them and one of them was, was uh, malignant and I went through a pretty much a two-year battle uh, with chemotherapy, you know, radiation chemotherapy and uh, came back and I'll be honest, uh, 
uh, I got to give a big shout out to Sean Hardy. Uh, he was very instrumental in bringing Eric Jaden back. He bred life into the character, into me, because um, when you're coming from a you know a sickness like cancer, and and I and I and, and I, I I made a speech yesterday when I won the uh, Battle of the Worlds uh, trophy. Uh, I actually died when uh, when I was fighting cancer. I, I coded out you know one day in, in the hospital, and we were waking up, and the doctors you know, had all these people around me, and I looked at the doctor and I was like, I looked at what's going on. He goes, he goes, dude, you just coded, you died, and they brought me back. And I was like, wow. And uh, he played the integral part in bringing Eric Jaden back, but uh, that's where I got my start at the Doghouse Wrestling. A huge, huge Sean Hardy. Yeah, huge, yeah, huge shout to Sean Hardy. Everything he does yeah. in this business, charity, everything he does, it makes me proud to like consider that a home for us. You know the, I mean? the one thing I yeah. absolutely love about One CW is the fact that when we do the um, benefit shows and stuff like that, whatever they make that night, he match it, yep. which is the one thing I absolutely love. I don't see many, many other independent companies doing what Sean Hardy does. So thank you, yeah. Sean Hardy. Not to get anything well from Eric Jaden, but thank you, Sean Hardy. Yeah, yeah Sean is incredible. I mean, I've known him for six months, and it's, I have to say, he. I mean, I have to thank God that he's part of my life. I, yeah. I, I actually messaged him this morning. I told him, I said, Sean, you don't realize how much of an integral part of my life you are. You gave me opportunity because one of the things being uh, a person post-cancer is you go through a lot of stuff. Uh, I saw, Even this weekend when I, I celebrated my one-year cancer-free, um, I, I felt a, a lot of feelings. It was very emotional. It was like a roller coaster ride. I had I, I had survivor's guilt. I was happy. I was sad. I was depressed. And I was told, you know, by my cancer team that that's going to happen. But one of the things post-cancer, a lot a lot of patients, like, like myself, is like, how, how do you move on? You know what I'm saying? How, right. do, how do you feel productive again? How do you feel like, you, you know, you can move on with your life? Because a lot of people lose life. I lost two years of life. Some people lose more than that. And how do you gain that back? And, you know, for me, it was started working again, started training again, started, you know, just trying to get back into my routine, what I used to do prior, you know, you know, prior to cancer. And one of the things was, I want to have one good, solid, strong run before I hang up the boot. Yeah. And Sean was right there. You know, he was following, you know, my story. He was always sending me messages and he picked you. He, he just picked, you know, he picked me up. You know, as I say, he picked me up at a moment I needed to be picked up and I, I owe him so much. And it's just, it, you know, what he can realize, like for him, for me right now, he's like family member, like a father figure to me right now. And I love the dude. And yeah. what he does with the charities and stuff and the type of promoter he is, mind me, I've oh, wrestled yeah. for, I am I get close to like hundreds of promotions in about 14 years I've been wrestling. He is one of the promoters I've noticed that it's just really down to earth. You can work with him. You know, he's He's, he's inspiring. He's honest. Thank God. You know, he's there. Run into, I run into so many promoters who are just, you know, blow hot air. And, you know, but he's honest. And he's a godsend to me, man. And I know he's an angel. I always say, you know, thank you, God, for sending Sean Hardy, you know, to, into my life. Because I feel like he's an angel that's helped me, you know, be who I am right now. Post-cancer. So, little little side story for you real quick. I lost yeah. both my parents to cancer. I lost my oh. dad to leukemia back in 2017. I lost my mom to breast cancer in 2010. That's why the breast cancer ribbon is tattooed on my right arm. It's the closest to your heart. Um, But I know what everybody is going through with stuff like that. And I I really appreciate everything that you've doing post. Like uh, 14, 15 years, I've watched before and all that stuff because I've been involved in it for about 20 years as well. And I've seen you before. Mm -hmm. So when I saw you in the locker room, I'm like, oh. 
cool, we're going to have a good night. It's going to be fun. So, yeah. yeah, always, always appreciate those that I've seen that I've known. Sean Hardy, I don't consider him a promoter. I consider him family. Like, there's times where I will text and go, hey, man, how you doing? How's things going? He'll go, uh, I'm okay. Thanks for checking out. And that's one of the things I absolutely love about on CW and Sean Hardy and Sean Carlson, too. They're all great people down there. Oh, yeah. yeah, they are, definitely are. So, yeah, gosh, it's right, you too. So, yeah. yeah. My brother had cancer and he beat it. Um, mm-hmm. My mom passed away from cancer and she fought off and on for seven years. So, she Ten had, for my mom. It's it's crazy. And oh, yeah. what you're doing makes me go, there's there's life out there and we need to keep on going and fighting. It's, a, it's one of the reasons why I kept sending messages hoping you you keep on all moving forward and all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my no, I appreciate it, guys. Trust me. I mean, uh, it, it, the love and support I got from people, you know, and like, you know, and uh, and, I, and I run into them in shows and then they were like, you know, and I say, hey, thank you for being there. Was, I just, you know, I was just sending you a message. That that meant a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was in, in, in a, you know, a lot of times I wasn't, remember, I got, I went through, I went through cancer during the pandemic. So, which is I was always by myself. I'm sorry? Which is even rougher because with the pandemic and everything else going on with that. Y- yeah, with that. So, I mean, I would go, normally you can get somebody to come with you when you're getting, when you're getting chemo. I couldn't. Right. Because it was all new, you know, it was the pandemic, everything, like, even the people giving me chemotherapy, it looked like they were, you know, basically like in spaces, you know, they had hazmat suits that like, you know, you, and it was, and I never had anybody say, you know, I could say, hey, let me hold somebody's hand or something like that. You know, so I would, you know, I would have messages sent to me a lot and I would look at them and, and, and they gave me hope and, 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 and fans and family members. And I hope they all realize that that was, you know, I told my family members and I told the fans I run into that meant so much to me because that kept me going because there was yeah. days I, I didn't want to go anymore. I really didn't. I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? And one of the worst things about cancer and you guys, you know, being part experiencing that is your body tells you to give up. You know, your body is just like, okay, you know what? You don't have to go through this anymore. You know, just let go and you'll be fine. And then that is that mental struggle back and forth. And like, you just don't want, you know, you, you want to give up because you, you, your body's telling you you're going to be fine, give up and you don't have to suffer. At the same time, you don't want to leave because you don't want to die. You want to be with your family and friends. Yeah. So it right. meant so much, yeah, to get all these messages and stuff like that. Trust me, guys, it meant a lot to me, and that kept me going. And thank God I was in great, I was in good shape, you know, uh, yeah. in a sense, when I got it, because uh, the doctor said it was a 60-40 chance with, with the type of cancer I had. And, and since I was in good shape, I, I you know, it, I was able to fight mentally and physically, and um, it did a number on me, man. It did, you know, my I still have, every three months, I still had, I got a check. I get shots in my knees, which allowed me to, you know, walk and move around. Uh, I know down the line, way down the line, I'm going to need new knees, but, you know, that was because they used to give me steroids so I can eat. You know, without the steroids, I would have just withered away. And I I think I was like a 1.285 and I was walking with a cane. I wasn't wow. myself. Yeah. Now I'm 235 and I'm, you know, I'm slowly, slowly trimming down. That's why you see me with a shirt on and I never wrestle with a shirt. <laughs> I hate it, but I'm going to, you know, as, as, I, as I continue losing the pounds and shredding and, and leaning myself out, you know, I'll take that off. But it was, uh, guys, it was something that I just like, I, I would never wish upon anybody. No. And I understand and I know people, whether they, they didn't get it or had it or have family members like you guys, I, you know, I get it and I, and I, and I can sympathize and thank God for guys like you and thank God 
shots for guys like Sean Hardy, and thank God for Memorial Sloan Kettering, you know, because they saved my life. Um, so with everything that I've been through in my life with my parents and everything else, family, friends are always there. But I always struggle yeah. in believing in keep moving forward because there's going to be yeah. plenty of rough things in your life that happen, and they're going to be there. So for me, no matter what happens in life, I always keep moving forward. Yes, I miss my parents. My tattoos yeah. are always on my parents all over my body. Um, yeah. But with that all being said, I keep moving forward. So with keep moving forward, I'm going to move on to the next question. Mm -hmm. All right, DB, next question. Do you have any pet peeves in the business? Because I do. I have tons of them. I have shit ton of them. Trust me. I do too. Like referees not knowing how to work. Yeah, I do. I have (laughs) I think I've become an angry, angry vet in a sense. I can now, I now see what the other veterans when I, I'm coming up, you know, used to talk about. I do have a lot of pet peeves. Uh, I feel uh, fortunate a lot of young boys right now uh, that I have run into and a lot of the younger wrestlers coming up uh, have really seriously forgotten the old school values of this business. Um, I see, I got to shows where nobody shakes hands at Harley anymore. And, and, and then I see posts out there on Facebook justifying, oh, I, that you shouldn't shake hands anymore. Uh, I see guys coming in. Here's, this is my biggest pet peeve you're going to a wrestling show, you should be dressed either business or business casual at the very least. You know, wear jeans, wear, you know, polo shirt, button up shirt, sports jacket, something that shows yes. Yes. that you, yeah, yeah, you're, that you appreciate it, that you're going to work. Because basically, you're going to a show, you're going to work. The promoter hire you to come in to play a part. So come in and show them some respect and be dressed up, you know, be, you know, go there. And at the same time, when you're dressed up, play the part. You're supposed to be a professional wrestler. You're not supposed to look like like the people that buying a ticket, you know what I'm saying? So come on, like play the part, people. You know, say dress, come dress, come professional, shake the people's hands, show some respect. And my second biggest piece is I normally do this, you know, when I am wrestling somebody new or somebody young. I'll go in and I'll let the, that person call the match, right? And I see how much you know when they call off. If they don't at any portion of time include me, say, hey, what do you want to do here? What do you want to do there? You know, and don't show me any form of respect. I'll I'll have no problem going to the promoter. Tell them, say, hey, I don't want to wrestle this guy. You know what I'm saying? I hate that you have younger wrestlers that don't show respect to the older wrestlers. You I, can I learn can, from guys I, like me. I completely agree with you because yeah. they'll tell you when I walk into the building, any show I have on like button down shirt or something yeah. nice. Like you you see me when I walk in, I'm always looking nice. Um, yeah. And like when we were going, I ref the one match with you and Sam Thompson, and I saw that, yeah. what, what you just said, how you were going over stuff with him. I didn't say anything, mm-hmm. but I knew what you were doing, and that's smart. So, but I, I, always like looking professional when I walk in. If I'm wearing like the company shirt that was usually underneath that button down shirt. But yeah. I agree with that. It's fine. Yeah, you, if you even want to wear a company shirt, put a sports jacket over it. Right. Or at the show, you take off your button up shirt, you put the company shirt, that's fine. But play the part. Because I, just, I think these, a lot of these young guys just get caught up in the moves. It's not about the moves. I always tell these young guys, it's about the story. Right. It's about the story. And I, and I even tell people, stop going out towards the crowd. That's another thing. I see a lot of heels that when guys that play heel and go to the crowd. If you go out to the crowd dressed like you're like if, you know you're coming out of the street, you're gonna you're giving the opportunity for the fans to size you up. So you lose your all your mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Play the part. We're supposed to be pro wrestlers. Play if the you're part. a heel, be that heel for the whole show. Yes. The whole entire time you're there. Like if you mm-hmm. go out 
out there and you're selling promos and you're selling your shirts and stuff like that, here, give me your money. So mm-hmm. be that character yeah. the whole show. Play Connect Four. Yeah. Right. Be, be in character the whole time. Well, who knows? Yeah, I'm in character the whole time. Right. I never go out. I, I honestly, to be honest, I mean, I, I was trained like to really never go out. I used to have people so you know, like you know, friends of mine, the family, whoever, sell my merch, and then I started going out to the merch. But that's it. I I would just not go out. You know, if I was the heel, because why? Why should I? I, I got a I got a part to play. I want these people to be you know emotionally invested in me when I come out and they see me. That is, they saw me fifty thousand times buying a hot dog, buying a soda, buying this, and then I'm not special no longer. Yeah. And this is that's you know that's, that's these these old school values. That's overall that I feel. That's what my biggest peeve in, in in pro wrestling. And I and I and I shot a couple of videos and I've been putting them out. And they're, they're put out as as an education. You know, saying to say, hey guys, get it together. If call time is four p.m., don't show up at four or five. That's a disrespect to us, the promoter. We we did that Eastern Shore show, and granted, yes, we are coming from almost three hours away, four yeah. hours away. About that, guys, three and a half, three yeah. and a half. And uh-huh. we were there. We were there a little bit late, uh-huh. but we texted the promoter saying, "Hey, yeah. ran in the traffic. There was an accident on the road. We are running late. We will be there. We are on our way." Uh-huh. Other people just showed up at three o'clock, three thirty in that area. <laughs> And I mean, if I'm telling you, like, there's promotions that I've worked for, and if you're not there at call time, you are not on the show. Oh, somebody got uh-huh. bumped on one CW. Right. I know who it is. Yeah, I know who it is, but I'm not getting there because he wasn't there on time. Um, I want to do this new question I I'm have. It's called Triple Threat. Um, you had to pick a single um, match, tag partner, or who, who or, or a gimmick pick. match, like a ladder match or something yes, like that. Yes, a ladder match. With three people I'm going to give you. Tommy okay. Vick, Rick Recon, and Killian McMurphy. So you had to, like, pick a single match with one of them be a tag partner with one and who will be in your ladder match against gotcha that's a tough one all right so a tag match definitely my boy Rick Recon alright uh, sing, uh, singles I go with Tommy Vick which I had a great time working with him yeah I and then the one. ladder yeah I go with killing him great guy I actually worked him at a show uh, for Stan Styles of Bonanza show I worked him and uh, Sonny Kiss it was great yeah Sonny's a cool dude yeah. so did you ever have a geek out moment in your career did I have a what I'm sorry did you ever have a geek out moment a peek out moment like geek a, out like mark out moment oh a mark out moment yeah. <laughs> you know I I, I I, I, I've been blessed and lucky enough to wrestle a lot of legends. I, you know, uh, wrestled like Tito Santana, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the Nasty Boys, uh, the Bushwhackers, uh, Bushwhacker Luke, actually, uh, uh, Greg Valentine, Brutus Beefcake, a lot of those names I grew up watching, right? Yeah. And it, it, the way I was trained, right? I, you know, you go in, you never mark out, right? Yeah. Right. But I had like one moment, you know, like I would say a couple years ago where I, you know, I was looking back at my career and I'm like, holy crap, I wrestled like all the guys that grew up watching, you know, and but I can never, I can never say I mocked out, you know. what I'm saying I mocked out personally in my house, you know, because I was watching some old, old, you know, some old shows for the WWE. So I get, you know, old WrestleMania shows, and and then that's the only time I mocked out. I was like, wow, like I can't believe I wrestled really old school guys that that I grew up watch. I watched them on TV every single Saturday morning, and that's basically my only real mock out moment. I, I had a huge one for me. I was working for a company called 3KW up in Trooper in that area okay. and a certain guy that we know very well that works for the WWE now was running it. Okay. Um, but I'm sitting there and I'm bent over and I'm drying my head off because it was an outside show during the middle of summer and mm-hmm. a guy walks up and he goes taps me on the shoulder hey man anybody sitting there? I'm like no go ahead it's cool. I look up and Jerry Lynn's sitting next to me I'm like oh shit. <laughs> That's great. I'm like oh hey. hi. 
I, I just remember one. I'm sorry. I can, I can, I can probably call this a mock-up moment. Uh, I had done, I, I wrestled um, the Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, when Marty. he retired, yeah, when he retired, uh, it was his first match in the independent scene center. So it was in, at Brooklyn Brawler in Brooklyn, right? For legendary action wrestling, the promoters, frankly, Frank Eastbrook, excuse me, he, and he set up the match. And, you know, from, from Brooklyn Brawler, I, get, I ended up getting a lot of contact. So I was sending my stuff out to the WH for extra talent work at the time and then I ended up getting a extra talent tryout and it happened to be for December 26th the day after Christmas right Wow. so I get a call they send me you know email send me like you know a confirmation and send my name would be there and everything alright cool I'm getting ready that day I day after Christmas it was a show I take off to the city because I was living in Queens at the time and I take off city and I'm going to the entrance area where all the WWE wrestlers enter into the arena Madison Square Garden right? I'm like and it's just like a, it's a surreal moment, right? And as I'm going in, I hear Jaden, Jaden, and I turn around and I say, "Who knows me here, right?" And it was actual fans who you know who go to you know you know local you know local uh, indie shows, and they were there, and I you know shook hands with them. And I remember going in, and I just like you know a, a, a couple of WWE officials came up to me and they say, "Okay, cool, this is your gear, yes, here, change over here, change, right?" And let me tell you something, I was nervous as shit. I was dry heaving so bad, you know. I I just like it was just I was fucking mess. Boom. Referee comes and gets me. Okay, you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready. So here's the match. One, two, and three. Okay, cool. If you forget, don't worry. The ref knows it and your opponent knows it. And just before, he goes, okay, go out. I go to the curtain. Just before I go in the curtain, I stop just for like like five seconds and breathe and like holy shit I'm actually gonna walk through the curtains of Madison Square Garden so that's a markup moment definitely yeah that'd be a huge oh one I've never been yeah. in there but I wanna be in there um table of five table of five we're gonna you got four people you can sit at the table with you and sure. we're gonna we're gonna make it one CW curl okay 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 Sean Hardy no Sean Hardy Sean Hardy Sean, <laughs> Sean Hardy Sean Hardy Sean Hardy, Sean Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> but they can't be the promoter or it can't be Sean can't be Sean Carlson or uh, Hardy. However, it can be Sean Carlson now because he's no longer the booker. But he still owns it. Okay. But All right, no, so, right, definitely definitely Sean's in there, right? Yeah, you can have Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, Tyler Hay. Tyler Hastings. Okay, good one. Okay, we get Miles. We get Miles in there also. Miles we get Chris in there. That's All four. Right, so that's four. That's four. That's four. You'll be the that's fifth. Four, yeah. You're the fifth person. <laughs> you're the fifth. And I'll be the fifth person. There right. you go. So this is our last question. This is our final question. This is our, do, 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 do. our main. We, we need that playing in the background, like the final countdown. The final countdown. This is the final <laughs> question. So these questions are called five questions to do david adams here and this is the final question for this episode of the 2300 wrestling podcast so they're Ooh. all non-related wait wrestling. What? what are you doing what are you doing oh. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it is now time for the five questions of doom <laughs> Question number one. Who would you pick, Freddy Cougar or Jason Voorhees? Has to be a hard question right off the bat, doesn't it? Yes. Wow. Guys, I'm going to go off the cuff on that one. I'm sorry. Uh, Leatherface. Oh. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. Which Leatherface? Which Leatherface? So are we going with the 1975 George Romero Leatherface? Or are we going with the newer Leatherface? No, we're going with the 1975. See, I, I'm a huge horror fan, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> question number two. Which rescue? Ranger, Chip or Dale? You forgot oh, the music. I forgot the music. I'm sorry. <laughs> no music. 
<laughs> there we go. There we go. Chip or Dale? Rescue oh, man. I'm going to go with Chip. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. Thank you, Brian. Number three. Pink Floyd or the Rolling Stones? Pink Floyd, baby. Definitely Pink Floyd. I mean, I want to go to because Roger Waters is coming in the round by himself. That alone would be worth it. Yeah, definitely. Question number four. The last book you read. The Poetic Edda. It's a Viking. It's a Viking. Uh, it's a Norse pagan uh, Viking book. Question number Number five. Yeah, favorite non-wrestling athlete. Oh, man. That's a tough one. I'm going to have to say Cristiano Rolando, soccer star. Wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So that was the five questions to do. That was the five questions of doom. So I think you guys went easy on me. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> let me give you a little background on that. I've been a horror fan yeah. and everything else for years. I've been doing horror acting for 20 years, doing various oh, awesome. haunts and stuff like that. I don't know if you ever heard of the Bates Motel and Haunted Hayride in beautiful Clint Mills, PA. Um, oh, plug, plug. Plug, plug. I've been an actor there for almost 10 years now, and I enjoy every October, and I enjoy every minute that we do it out there. And on that note... So every time somebody comes on to our show, I always want to say welcome to our family because that's how we are. We're wait a minute, family. wait a minute, wait a minute. We're part of 1CW. Eric already knows that. So yeah. Eric already knows he's family. But now he's a part of the 2300 family. Okay, we'll give you that one. Okay. Okay. So welcome to the family, Eric. Thank you guys, man. And I uh, appreciate you. And I, I can't wait to see you guys at the next show. The next 1CW yeah, show six. live from Houston, Delaware. Houston. 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 Tickets on sale now. Check them out. 1CW Wrestling, Houston, Delaware, presents the Hall of Fame. I want to tell you, I would love to get you on again because we have so many more questions to ask you and have some well, fun definitely. with it, we'll, we'll schedule it, guys. Trust me. We'll schedule definitely. it and we'll do the whole podcast. Have a great time. Okay, that'd be great. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you're asking a question. Oh, yeah. We're, we need your social media. Oh, yeah. We got anything if you want to share social media, where you're going to be, what you're going to doing. Go All ahead. right. So you guys can follow me on Facebook at, just at Eric Jaden. You can follow me on Instagram at Bad Guy Sexiness. And you can follow me on Twitter at I, uh, what's Twitter? Follow the Bad Guy on Twitter. I'm missing out that. <laughs> okay, let's hit the button. Not that button. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And this has been the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside DB Richards. And we'll see you in the ring. One more thing before we go. I would also like to give a huge thank you for the sexy Saiyan, Eric Jaden, for coming on our show today. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. This is the sexy assassin, Eric Jaden, and you're listening to 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Hey, this is D.B. Richards. And this is B. Schweik. Hey, we got some ads. Yes, we do. We have Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa is not your typical spa. Take a journey back in time with all your favorite nostalgia from the 1920s to the early 2000s. The staff will provide you with healing therapeutic services with a high-end feel. Mention this podcast and receive 10% off of your first service. Book with Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa today, where recovery, relaxation, and love of all decades past never go out of style. So where can you find them? You can find them at 16 Wilmington West Chester Pike in Chadsford, PA, 19317, and you can call them at 484- 
678-574-8868. Hey, Brian. Hey, I what? I want to go now. 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Let's go. Sam Alfalsi here. And Zach Ravix. Super Crazy Wrestling, Super Crazy Arena, Skiver Academy. We are indeed the best facility in New Jersey. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Probably no in the world. Extremely top three, I would say. We have very terrific trainers. Actually, they all come from uh, the Ring of Honor Dojo. So yeah. you already know you're... So they're going to be great. And they're definitely great. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're going to experience some, you know, pretty elite stuff. Uh, you know, we're all about intensity here. You know, uh, we're, we're always here to help. We're, we're always reach one, teach one. That, that's our main thing. You know, I feel like if you're a person that really feels like wrestling is your dream and that's what you want to accomplish, this is the best school to come to. Or burn. Or, or burn. Okay. Oh, what Brack said. So, uh, once again, you know, best school probably in the world. Definitely in Jersey. You can find it. You can find it on Facebook, uh, Super Crazy Wrestling and Scarecrow Academy. And Instagram, Super Crazy Wrestling, Scarecrow Academy. Uh, you can contact Melissa Pena or O'Dog. And he'll come find you if you don't find him. Or I will. Or, or Brax. Or, or will. Burn. No, you won't burn. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is David Kinner from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, letting you know about photographer, camera, editor, designer extraordinaire, Brian Schweiker. Please give him a call at 856-254-7546 for any of your photography needs. You can also reach him at bschweiker13 at gmail.com, Facebook, and everything else is there as well. Get him for all your party, wrestling, movies, whatever you want to do. That's Brian Schweiker. Check him out. Yeah!